Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of Generation GC. Awful things. Good Charlotte's cover of the Lil Peep song. My name is Molly Louise Huddleston once again, and as always, I am your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this show. My guest today is Keeper, the uh, music moniker of Emmanuel Andrade. On our last regular episode, we talked about Harlow's song from Cardiology. In two weeks, that's July 21st, folks, we'll be talking about a song from Youth Authority. Coming all the way from the UK is emo rap artist Emmanuel Andrade, who goes by the stage name Keeper. Manny also plays guitar in the London-based pop-punk band Jack the Envious. Keeper released the Guess I'm Keeper EP this March, and while it's a solo EP, it did present a lot of opportunities to collaborate with a bunch of his friends in the music industry. I had a lot of fun talking to Keeper about this EP, as well as his own musical background. He's a big Lil Peep fan and a big Good Charlotte fan, so he really was the perfect person to have as a guest on this episode. I also wanted to give a content warning for this episode on addiction and drug use, as well as suicide. We don't get particularly graphic about anything, but it is relevant to the song and to Lil Peep and his connection with Good Charlotte. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll go into some of that in the episode, and, and if you're familiar, you probably know a little bit of what to expect, but I wanted to give you a heads up. And I'll put all of this in the show notes, but I wanted to read some hotlines, some information for you. If you're in the U.S., you can call 1-800-273-TALK or text HOME to 741-741 for crisis text line. If you're struggling with substance abuse, you can call the SAMHSA hotline, which is 1-800-662-4357. In Canada, you can call the crisis assistance hotline, that is 833-456-4566. In the U.K., you can call Samaritans, that is 116 one, two, three, or text SHOUT to 85258. And another option in the UK is ADACTION, which is a web chat service for addiction support. ADDACTION.org.uk slash web chat. Uh, and the last resource that I will mention is To Write Love on Her Arms, their website, TWLOHA.com. Click Find Help and they'll help you find resources in your area. Once again, all of those will be listed in the show notes for you. I also wanted to say that I love having guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds represented on Generation GC. If English wasn't your first language, that's okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. And I always send out notes ahead of time, so you'll have some time to prepare and think about what you might want to say. And by the way, different backgrounds does not just mean location or ethnicity. It also means ensuring a varied gender and sexuality representation, representing fans of different ages from all walks of life. You know, I I want everyone who listens to this show to feel like their own life experiences are represented. And hey, maybe if you don't feel like that, I don't know, hit me up and maybe I can have you as a guest someday because I want us all to feel connected. I want to feel like a community. I also want to continue mentioning blacklivesmatters.card.co, antisemitism.card.co, and anti-asianviolenceresources.card.co, and those will all be linked in the show notes. Finally, Generation GC stickers are here. If you do want stickers, there's two things you can do. Number one, you can support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generationgcpod and click support. And that helps me keep the show going. It helps me do things like buy headphones or laptop risers or whatever kind of cables I need. Also helps me print and ship the stickers. Number two, go to blacklivesmatters.card.co and 
donate to any of the charitable organizations listed there. It's going to make a really big difference whatever you can afford to give. And then you're going to send me a screenshot of either your support of the show on Anchor or your charitable donation, as well as your mailing address, and I will send you stickers. Thank you all for tuning in. And now on to episode 71. So, uh, Awful Things is a cover song, actually. The original song was by Lil Peep uh, and also features Lil Tracy. Lil Peep, for anyone not familiar, Lil Peep was basically a pioneer of this emo rap genre a couple years ago. Um, His first mixtape came out in 2015. He had an EP, another mixtape. This song was included on his debut album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1, which was released in 2017. And it was actually his third highest charting single in the U.S., It reached number 79 on the Billboard Hot 100, um, debuting on the chart not long after Lil Peep unfortunately passed away, November 15th, 2017, of an accidental overdose. Um, There have been a ton of posthumous Lil Peep releases. I guess there was a lot of stuff he was working on, and I don't know. We can maybe in a little bit get into kind of the ethics of... uh, posthumous releases and all that but he was definitely a very prolific artist um in in terms of like how long his professional career lasted but this video the original Lil peep video has almost 237 million views on youtube it's probably reached that by now by the time we're recording um the song has been streamed about 227 million times on spotify and we're talking about this today because good charlotte covered awful things for Lil Peep's memorial, which the actual memorial took place December 2nd, 2017 in Long Beach, New York. But I think, and Manny, like, I'm, I'm curious if you have, like, thoughts either way. I think they filmed this separately because I'm pretty sure they were on tour in the UK at the did. time. Yeah. 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 So I think this Uh-oh. was filmed separately. Um, and then they released the song a few weeks later. And here I will read what they said. Every now and then, a new artist comes along who you know is sure to change music. Lil Peep was one of those artists. We were excited to find out that we shared a love of the same bands and that he was a fan of GC. We looked forward to the possibility of touring together in the new year, so that would have been 2018, by the way, and we're excited to share our stories and even make some music together. There is a feeling of hope and rebellion in this music, in his music, which, big relation to Good Charlotte, right? For everyone who feels like they might not fit in that we relate to and that shares a kinship to what GC has always been about. Absolutely. Um, This rendition of Awful Things was done with love for Pete, his family, and friends and fans to celebrate his life, talent, and career. And we hope everyone enjoys it as much as we enjoyed making it. Thanks for all the love you shared, Pete. You are missed, but through your art, you will live forever. Beautiful sentiment. It really was very touching towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I I think because those guys have obviously been through quite a bit themselves. Yeah. yeah, so it really showed that in the last statement. I feel like they kind of saw Peep as maybe like a little brother, kind of. Oh no! Don't. Oh dear. I know. No, I know. Oh, tearing I know. me up. This is tearing me, me up. Emotional. We're three minutes in, and you're tearing me up. I know. Um, I believe the only time Good Charlotte played this cover was like live was uh for the memorial um 
Setlist.fm says that Lil Peep played it 16 times on tour in 2017, including the night before he passed away. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, I think, a, a song, an artist. And I was even looking on Spotify. It looks like a couple other people have covered this song, right? Um, definitely something that has big left one for him. I think it was the last... Oh, dear. No, now we're asking. I want to say it's one of the last ones he released before he unfortunately passed, I believe. Yeah, I mean, because I think the album was the last thing that he released yeah. before he passed. And that was one of the lead singles for it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, oh, Manny, I, we have a lot to get into with Peep and Good Charlotte and, and Peep and, and all of that. But uh, I want to help listeners get to know you, get to know Keeper. Um, so the first thing I like to ask everyone is when did you first hear Good Charlotte and what were your first thoughts on them? Okay, so me and my sister, same sort of age group. I'm 1998, she's 1999. So, you know, growing up in the car, we both, y- your parents put on music like Baby Shark because you're a kid, if you're a kid nowadays, obviously. But I don't think you sort of you're aware it's music and what it is as music you know it's all squiggly sound waves but right. you're not you know really sure of it so me and my sister sort of came into consciously listening to music around the same sort of time and my parents had um a De La Soul album in the car they had um so very st- stereotypical they had the uh the, the the big good charlotte one and it was girl girls and boys they had a busted album they had Rage Against the Machine, that was a big one for me. They had De La Soul, Bill Withers, and we would, and some, a UK band called Athlete, I think. So it was around that sort of time. Uh, yeah, The Young and the Hopeless was the album. And that was the sort of the time I was like, ah, oh, I like this. This sounds pleasing to my ears. Yeah. Let's do more of this. And, you know, obviously Busted in the UK were huge at the time. You could not escape them, to be honest with you. And it was that sort of time. And, Although they have loads of bangers on that album, I want to say it's like their big, it's their main album. I want to say one of their big ones. Um, the one that I can remember consciously listening to at that sort of age is uh, Girls and Boys. Just the Girls and Boys. I, that has been stuck in my head for like 20, 22 years at this yeah. point. It is, it is, that is the conscious one. Me and my sister singing that in the car next to the year 3000 and Michael Amazing. Jackson. amazing well i also like to ask have you ever seen good charlotte live i've only seen them once and that was with the uk band i'm a big fan of boston manor okay boston manor and they did a tour in 2018 it was the uk tour um with sleeping with sirens i think the counterpart to sleeping with sirens uh sorry boston manor in the um North America was the DOS, the, the, uh, the, uh, it was like a grunge band. Cause I remember yeah, it was the, I saw on the Robbie dose. Downey Jr.'s Instagram that he was at the gig <laughs> for Good Charlotte. I was like, oh. yeah, it was the US tour when Generation RX came out was Sleeping with Sirens, Knuckle Puck, and the DOS. Oh, I love that Knuckle Puck. Yeah. Good band. Good band. Yeah. It was quite a lineup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Well, I want to talk about, keeper so you released this ep guess i'm keeper in march and it looks like i mean per spotify it looks like that was your first release as keeper yes yeah i wrote it in um this time last year and i just was not able to get it out sure <laughs> because everything was going wrong so i was like oh i guess i'm gonna have to get it out next year which i'm glad i i have 
because now I've got stuff ready to come out. I've got like a sm- there's a small break between stuff now. It's very yeah. excited. I'm very excited. So uh, between like band stuff as well. Yeah. So you're also in a band, um, yes. Jack the Envious. Mm-hmm. What made you want to start Keeper? What made you want to start this project? Well, I've liked this music for a while, and the other guys are slightly that older. They might not have been aware of things going on like because uh, we got some great artists like bad girls tv in the uk small indie two dude two or three dudes and they slap they slap they they incorporate like old school punk uk punk grunge cool. with emo trap uh, and i've always been sort of into this genre of music obviously de la soul was an album i loved NWA, uh, my dad used to play on Snoop Dogg all the time. Rage Against the Machine, that sort of rap rock things. Mm-hmm. And then I got into, um, uh, what are they called? With Jason from Let Live. Uh, Fever. Fever. Fever That's 333. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a big fan of Let, uh, Let Live. Um, J- J- I mean, Jason's amazing. Let's be I saw them. He's slaps. I saw Let Live one time. It was like The Wonder Years, Microwave, and Let Live. Oh, my God. Ooh. It was like I happened to have a night off on tour when The Wonder Years were an hour away. So I just like drove. Um, and I hadn't even listened to Let Live. Like I, I just knew that Jason had this reputation as like a totally insane front man and it did not disappoint. Like He's incredible. I used to play in grunge bands and I used to try and imitate him. Yeah. And I, the amount of amps I broke just throwing, we, okay, I have a really, the amount of grunge in the UK, uh, sort of punk bands, like sort of really bad Sex Pistols covers. We, um, we used to just do random things. So we'd throw guitars at each other on stage, you know, aim, try and aim with the cymbals. It was, <laughs> it was, that was me and the drummer. The other two dudes didn't really do it, but me and the drummer used to have a lot of fun. Used to have a lot of fun. Uh, I remember getting <laughs> quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of, um, you know, can I swear? Yes, yes, this, yeah. Okay, I remember getting quite a bit of shit, <laughs> to be honest, for like knocking over mics and <laughs> swinging my guitar around. Got a couple of dents and things. Yeah. Just trying to imitate are, him. It was great. Are you a Taking Back Sunday fan? Ah, that was sort of, I didn't fully get into them until later. I've only, I've indulged in them. You know, I've listened to a couple of tracks. I've never really full taken the deep dive headfirst into Taking Back Sunday. Adam, Adam Lazara has this, like, for many years. I don't think I saw them. I think 2012 was probably the first time I saw them. And, you know, a handful of times since then. But he has this reputation of, like, swinging the mic. And Uh, I I don't even mean just, like, you know, around in a circle, like I have this picture of him that uh, that I took in like 2016, probably, and it is like the whole frame of the picture, like halfway across the stage, the microphone cable. Um, and I guess talent. some people I don't know how they do it didn't like that. I yeah, know. I don't know, I don't know. And they're able to control it at the same time. It's it's, it's a skill. It's a skill. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk about this music video and song that you have called Frog. So Okay, yes. I heard that you wrote this song while sitting next to a frog. Is that true? It's not as good as it was a wooden frog. It okay. was a wooden frog. Okay. But then people started saying it was a real frog. And I'm like, I ain't going to say anything against that. Yo, if you want to run with it, 
get your trainers on, shoot up the, like, go for it, go for it. I love it. I love, but it was a wooden frog. It was one of those, you know, the brr, 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 one of those. Uh, I was writing with a mate. I do a lot of my music with a mate. Um, we yeah. started doing it from Minecraft. That was like the big thing. It was, we, he's in a, another band, post-hardcore, sort of metalcore band called As Everything Unfolds. They're blowing up. They just released an album. They got like 200,000 monthly listeners. Amazing. They're like doing download. They're blowing up. But I do it with him. We came across a Minecraft. Uh, it was through a mate, mutual mate, Ben, who is a grumpy git. <laughs> grumpy git, 33. Stop swearing, you know. Pick yeah. up the pigs and things like that. We, <laughs> we joined. We're similar age, me and John Cass from it. And um, we're like, oh, we're interested in similar music. He does production, things like that for um, rap artists and things like that. And obviously I play guitar and I love that sort of stuff as well. Like um, uh, Scarlord, uh, just or Suicide Boys, Ghost Main, love that stuff. And I was like, cool, I, I'm good with metal. I've got a seven string guitar. I can do Spanish. I can do blues. I'll write you guitar samples. So I used to write in guitar samples. I send them over. And this one, I wrote a pop punk one, I sent it over and he sent it back because he sends the back like, oh, this is what I made. I'm going to sell this. And he sells them. I was like, I love that. Can I buy that from you? And he's like, yeah, sure. We'll split 50, 50. So, so then it was, so it was dirt cheap to be honest. Cause obviously I helped him out before he helps me out. That's the sort of thing we do. And it just started from there. Like as soon as lockdown ended, we went there, wrote a bunch of songs with the guitar. I was learning to do beats at that time. I'm still, I can still, you know, I'm still learning. I guess you never stop learning, but yeah. you know, getting ideas. I record them in my own space here with drums, like boom, real drums and things like that. Um, and so we wrote Frog in his place and it was just a lot of fun. We ended up then getting Ben, who owned the Minecraft server because he plays drums and he's a videographer. He wrote all the drums for it, recorded the drums at his house. He sent over the drum files just for that huge ending because I mm-hmm. love the way the drums sound at the end. That's the favorite thing. It's my favorite one of the EP. It's my favorite yeah. one. I, I'm, I'm curious, like, how is it different for you writing songs, you know, in a band versus writing songs like as Keeper? Like, is that a different process at all? I really like writing with other people. Okay, so with the band, you're sort of, you have to write with the band. You, you right. can only work with those four people. More or less, those are the boundaries you're set, the parameters you can set. You can only write with those four people. Doing this, I'm like, I want to write with somebody else. So, big thing for me is just getting mates who might not even be in the genre just to cut, like team up with some guitar come up with some weird samples most of the time it doesn't really work but it's a lot of fun just to really like just to have another insight i write for the for instance i write lyrics with my sister out of nowhere i wasn't so much this last e- the ep that's just released but with a new one i started just for a bit of fun just for a different sort of in I get to work with as many people as I want. I'm not really subjugated to who I have around me. It's just if I have a mate living in Scotland, and I do, I send him guitar samples. He sends me guitar samples back. It's more, I'm considering Keeper, I guess, as a musical experiment for me, just to Mm. work with everyone I'd like to work with. I don't really take myself very seriously. I never really have. And so I get to produce music that I might not (laughs) sort of take seriously. (laughs) I, I like that though. And I, I think, I, I mean, it sounds like you just have a lot of freedom to kind of work with whoever you want to work with and, yeah. and explore things that you might not otherwise have thought of. I, I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in a band, let's say you have four or five people writing together, you might kind of be taking the average of everyone's influence versus 
okay, I'm just going to write with this person and this person and this person and this person and, and get to maybe pull some different things and not worry about, you know, what style it is yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's more, it's less limiting. It's more yeah. just expression for this sheer sake of expression. Yeah. I, that, does that sound too pompous? No, I, I like that. I like that. Oh, wait, let me try it. Let me try it. It's uh, just sheer expression for the sheer except. I don't know. I was going to do a posh British accent, but I forgot how to do it. Well, <laughs> you're actually my second British guest on the show, by the way. Uh, last oi, summer, oi, Empire's back, baby! <laughs> last summer, I had Chris Dowdy, who hosts a po- uh, podcast called The Wasting Time Podcast. Um, and we had a lot of fun because he, he will drop good Charlotte references in like every episode of his podcast. And I was Brilliant. like, this is someone I'm going to get along with. Um, I'll check them out. I've I've just went onto their website now. I'll, I'll give them a listen. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about Lil Peep. So, yep. when you think of Lil Peep's music, like what what comes to mind? Oh, it's very heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I. Hmm. It was it's popular music, I guess. So it's radio. I guess you could. It's almost radio play music, but it's without the diluting, the defanging, the um. Because I feel like a lot of music, and this is definitely for some of my own. You write for the sake of writing without a purpose. Like yeah. I, I definitely have some songs which I prefer the writing. There's some other songs which I'm like, Ugh. I what was I thinking then? Um. And you write without a purpose just for it to get music out there. I feel like he did the complete opposite. I feel like every song he had, there was intentions, there was a goal, there was a storyline. Similar to Good Charlotte, because obviously Good Charlotte are incredible writers. Uh, Bloody Valentine uh, is about a guy who murders um, the boyfriend. That's cool as hell. That is cool as hell. I, you know, I... I sort of try to replicate that with some songs, but I'm not always able to successful able to do that. Little Pete, every single time he did it, he was successful. You know, yeah. it, he he had a skill, he had a talent. I, I definitely think he did. And I feel like, so I have a note here that I actually want to circle back to this at the end. At the end, we're going to circle back to some other Lil Peep tracks that we want to shout out that we think good Charlotte fans would like. So we'll save that okay. for the end. But yeah, I, f- I feel like he's, I don't want to say introspective because introspective to me, that implies that you are like thinking about the way you think. And I feel like peep is just like, I have something to say. I'm yes. saying it. I'm saying it. Yeah. I'm saying it. Um, and I think that very raw style, just like obviously really connected with people continues to, connect with people you know several years mm-hmm. since he passed yeah it's it's very unfiltered it's, it is it's not something for the sake of something it's this is little peep you get what you get you know yeah enjoy it or don't enjoy it yeah well uh, manny so i had reached out to jesse lee um when he sent me an email about the frog video and i was just like because I think he mentioned like Lil Peep as, you know, like Lil Peep, neck deep, you know, for fans of. Um, and I was so excited that you were down to talk about this cover because I was like, all right, this is going to be someone that kind of knows both of these worlds of music. So immediate thoughts, immediate reactions, like what, what is your, like what sticks out to you immediately about Good Charlotte's cover of Awful Things? The drums. 
Opa. Like, uh, I'm a sucker for drums in any mm-hmm. genre, jazz, funk. Fu- oh, funk drums, man. Mm, they're good. They're good. Uh, but good Charlotte's drumming on that. As soon as it comes in with a snare first, a batter, 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 batter. And then for the chorus, you got that boom, boom, pap, boom, pap, boom. It's, it's, it, it, sort of, <laughs> sort of beatboxing here. <laughs> but the drums slap. The drums are so good. The drummer is so, I know they've had, you know, they swapped a couple of drummers in, yeah. in the past. But the drums on this slap. The, the, the guitar for the first verse, I guess that you could say the where it's the spacing, it's the, mm, it's the, there's a great deal of musicality to it. It's, yeah. you know, I wouldn't say what they're doing is very difficult, it's, but it's not simple. It is precise and it is there for a reason. As we were saying with Little Peep, the lyrics and, 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 the, and the brothers, their lyrics are there for a reason. For this, the instrumental is there for a reason. Everything is, has its own purpose, its own goal. And I just, I love that. Yeah, I really like that. It, it was put together, it seems like it was put together relatively quickly, like while they were, you know, on the road, yeah. but it, it really almost feels like a good Charlotte song to me. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of want to cover it. If we're, if we're ever allowed out to play gigs in the UK, oh dear, um, I'd love to cover it. I, there's yeah. two songs I want to cover, obviously, Busted, Year 3000, and, th- and that one. And that cover is because it then it's sort of tiring and tying in obviously the little Pete roots and the good Charlotte roots and it's just a banging yeah. song. I imagine live it would slap. I imagine it live would this would like really go off. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. I have to just as you mentioned, busted year three thousand. Obviously in the US, the Jonas Brothers Jonas Brothers, yeah. Year three thousand cover was what was popular. What what is like your thought or like what do people in the UK think of the Jonas Brothers cover? Like is that like acknowledged at all? No, it's not. No one knows of it. It's it's really weird. I have a few quite a few friends in Canada and you know, uh, I did work ex- sort of work experience. I did volunteering work in Canada for a couple months. I want everyone talking about sort of the year three they one of them shared a, sent a video on the facebook for the year 3000 for the jonas brothers i'm like oh slightly insulted but you know i i no one in the uk knows knows of them the, obviously we know of the jonas brothers we love the jonas brothers in the uk uh they, they get a lot of playtime on capital and like bbc radio one um I'm a big fan of the Jonas Brothers. I do like my Jonas Brothers. Uh, but no one knows they, 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 they did Year 3000 as well. It's, yeah. You can sort of see it is, it is the, it is, you know, the neighboring force of the busted, you know, three, yeah. three dudes. Uh, and then on the other side, three brothers. Yeah. It, they're quite similar. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back to awful things. Um, what, do you have any thoughts on why, Good Charlotte chose this track specifically to cover. I, I, I don't. I, I, if truly and honestly, I don't. The only thing I can think, I think, you know, such, uh, to be honest, I'm glad they did because the mm-hmm. cover is brilliant. The cover is amazing. And it's a great song anyway. The only thing I can think of, like, intention was that it was the main single. Yeah. And yeah, that sort of made sense for them to cover it. It was the most arguably... If we're talking about singles, singles are obviously more important ones of a an artist's career, I guess. You know, obviously there's some on the album that aren't singles, but they're the you know, they're the they're the big ones, they're the big names that people always sing back. Um 
I guess it was also important to Little Pete and it sort of because it was a single it may I think it would make sense for Good Charlotte to do it as a result of that yeah yeah definitely it seems like it was a song that was just kind of being pushed at the time um and I feel like there's an element I I feel like this song is it, it sounds to me like on the surface this song to me sounds like it's like kind of about maybe a t- like a toxic relationship yes but I yeah, feel I like there is I feel like the relationship maybe isn't necessarily a as straightforward as it seems right yeah. well may- maybe the toxic relationship is a metaphor for like a battle with addiction yeah yeah you know, I know. yeah it's, um that goes back to little Pete's writing and good Charlotte's right. writing exactly able to exactly the similes the metaphors the use of language they're it's brilliant. They're really good. It's, yeah. you know, because Good Charlotte also did some writing for All Time Low as well. And those really songs so. slap. Those songs slap as well. Yeah. It, they're brilliant at what they do. Really good. Um, I would love to hear what is your favorite line from this song, from Awful Things? Oh. Okay. Uh, okay, that's, that's, that's a difficult. I'm going to, okay. So it's not Little Peep's line. I, as much as it, I, you know, this is a Little Peep, Good Charlotte thing. It's not necessarily Little Peep's line. It's all Tracy's line. It's the, um, uh, the city in the rear view, heart racing, whenever I'm near. It's the way that works mm-hmm. with the, uh, the music backing the instrumental. It's, I just like the way it's phrased and the delivery and the... Um, for me, I like that line. I, I, I have no other reason that I like the way it's said. I like the way it's sang in this particular context with this particular delivery. Very, you know, caveman, but that, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my favorite is Burn Me Down Till I'm Nothing But Memories. That just because one. it gives me such a visual. Yeah. Like, yes. burn me down. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Lil Peep's love of Good Charlotte. Uh there's a tweet that I screenshotted. Uh, so this was June 2017 that he tweeted. He just tweeted without tagging, without context. Good Charlotte, my biggest influence. And it did numbers as well. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, tweet now. 3.7K. <laughs> it did numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious, like, what in that moment made him go, ah, oh, right now I think I'm just going to tweet Good Charlotte, my biggest influence. Uh, maybe well, he was just was, listening to them. and Yeah. He's a very heart, as we were saying earlier, very heart on his sleeves. Uh, you yeah. know, definitely yeah. didn't. I feel some people, some people, some, uh, they have guilty pleasures, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think Little Peep is somebody who had a guilty pleasure. Exactly. He liked what he liked because he liked it. You know, and some I, people like that's oh. a good Charlotte thing too. Like exactly, yes, yeah, yeah. I, it was unfiltered. I I have a thought. I have a. I mean, I, maybe this is like more my personal stance, but I, my feeling is that you're not allowed to like Good Charlotte as a guilty pleasure because if you feel weird or guilty about listening to Good Charlotte, like you don't really get it. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think there's also like music can be very snobbery as yes. well. Yeah. It, it, it is it's for, like i definitely there's some bands where i'm like oh, you like that band oh <laughs> yeah sort of like that but like you like that artist Oof. you yeah. know but i think it's hard not to be you, you, you it's 
so full of division and music is very almost our personalities it's more than just squiggly airwaves it's and it's little pete was like yeah this bangs and i said it bangs i don't care if you don't think it bangs for me it bangs and good good charlotte obviously does bang (laughs) as well and i think i think good charlotte is okay so my thing is bands get to a certain age okay they're really popular they then go to the oh they're big they then get really big and they're like oh you like that band they're so mm-hmm. big they're not good anymore you know and then they get to okay these guys were good these guys were sick forget what yeah. I was saying before and I feel like Good Charlotte are in the middle between the are oh, they really really big and oh you like them and these guys bang I don't care anymore I'm expressing that they're in that weird sort of stage at the moment like a few bands are I've I've ran into I mean obviously this was still a couple of years ago but like I. I would occasionally, because I got a lot of people when I was like in middle school, high school, kind of like making fun of me for loving Good Charlotte. Um, and then occasionally, you know, several years later, I would see one of those one of those people like at a show. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Or, or like when, when the hiatus came and all these people, when they came back from hiatus and all these people were like, I've loved Good Charlotte forever. And yeah, I'm like, have you? Know, you? Poser. Right. <laughs> right, right. Um, in terms of Pete, though, you know, I, I read a little bit about his background. Um, he struggled with suicidal thoughts. He had an absent father. So I, I can definitely see why Good Charlotte similarities. Yeah. would resonate with him. Um, I'm going to read quotes from two interviews that were not long before he passed. Uh, The first one is a story by ID. And this story says, while he sings like a rapper, he's majorly influenced by melodies from American pop punk anthems and lyrical themes more akin to angsty mid 2000s email. Hello. Drawing from subcultures past and present to forge a new one of his own, Lil Peeps is the genre we didn't know we wanted, but we're very grateful for all the nostalgia and soul-soothing it brings. Sorry, my dog's right next to me. No. Um, And then there was an interview with Paper Magazine, which supposedly was the final interview uh, before he passed. And the interviewer says, it's easy to tell that authenticity is a big thing with you. And he says, yeah, there's a lot of big artists that really want to work with me right now. I just don't want to do that whole thing of saying, I have this co-sign and I have a feature with this person. So I'm mainstream now. I'm just trying to build my own thing up with my own friends. Yeah, I think that's really respectable. I don't think it's. Yeah. I'm always mixed on how I feel about that, because at the same time, you're you're getting rid of possibilities for just music for the sake of music, you know, just for creativity's sake, you're, you're creating. But at the same time, it's important you stick by your guns and don't conform. You know, yeah. solid, we can have solidarity with um, uh, little Pete for, you know, sticking by his guns and doing what he wants to do no matter what. And I, you, that is obviously very commendable. In, in a, in, are you saying that like, he's kind of like his own worst enemy? Like if you worry too much about not being mainstream, mm the question ah yeah you know what i think that can be an issue and okay this is not to sound big-headed on ego it's it's, uh, you know i'm not saying that because oh in this situation i do this you know but i think yeah sometimes you can 
get in the way of making music for the sake of making music. I think sometimes things get too clouded in selling out. Yeah. And there's, there's a guy on YouTube, do you, Finn McKenzie, do you know uh, of him? Is that punk rock NBA? That's the one. Yeah. And he's like, if you're going to sell out, sell out, who cares? Selling out is just making money. At the end of yeah. the day, in the world we live in, you've got to make money to survive. And there's nothing wrong with making a little bit of money off a product. Sure, if you're, okay, if, if you are exploiting people for the sake of earning money, you know, then that is obviously very bad. But making music for the sake of making music should not be reflected, uh, should not mean it's bad if it right. makes money, if that makes sense. Like pop music's good. Pop music slaps. There is a market for pop music and not sure not all pop music is great, but the majority of pop music slaps. Sigrid slaps. Um, Charlie X yeah, slaps. Uh, Justin Bieber's new album. It's that so good. Is so, so good. Okay, I have this whole theory and this could like almost be its own episode, but I have this whole thing that the Justin, Justin Bieber's new album is such a parallel to Good Charlotte's Youth Authority and a lot of themes on there because, okay. and they're slightly different, but like his whole thing on that album is essentially like finding redemption and becoming a better person through falling in love. And yeah. that's definitely a theme on youth authority. Yeah. Sorry. My dog is whining. He's fine. No worries, He's no just worries. eager for his walk. He's fine. Yes, buddy. Come on. Yes. Let me give you that. Hold on. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, I uh, one thing I also wanted to read this quote uh, from Pete once actually talking about Lil Peep in Rolling Stone. It was a big feature, and Pete says he had this vulnerability to him in the same way that Kurt did, Kurt Cobain, unapologetically that Pe- Peep's music unapologetically traversed genres in a weird way that my generation and generations older than me probably would have been too cautious about. Yeah, I. Th- I think that sort of, okay, so my thoughts on that is, I think certain things, thankfully, and should, are becoming more socially acceptable. Yes. It's, it's, we're we're less, we're trying to be less divided as a people, and I I love that. We're more inclusive to um, people with different, uh, different gender different different present mm-hmm. how they present themselves we're, we're more socially acceptable we're understanding more about systemic issues uh, poverty race um is brilliant this is all brilliant news and because we're learning to sort of live with each other and we've we got the internet we're more accessible i can talk to a a friend if i had friends i could talk to a friend in new zealand or or in india and I could experience their culture. I could experience their music. If I type in Bollywood films onto YouTube, I could possibly get some trailers mm-hmm. and then watch films. With art is no longer um, art is no longer segregated and separated by borders of the world and borders of our own identities. But now it is breaking through. It is traversing walls of waves and oceans and seas and. Mm-hmm. And just different, obviously, I can't, I'm trying to find a different word. I don't want to keep using the same words. Different identities, obviously, just to join up for the sake of joining up for, I don't know why I'm holding this, just for the sake of joining up. So that really badly, but do you sort of understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's, <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, there we go. it's definitely changed. And like, I, 
like the last interview that I did with an artist that was not for the podcast, um, which doesn't happen too often anymore. It's usually like podcast or maybe I'm hired to write a bio. Um, but I did this interview with an artist called Rents and he just like doesn't really exist in a genre, you know, like I guess That's you so could cool. say pop, but also like there's some rap influence, some kind of electro, like, you know, and you have a lot of people doing stuff like that now, which you uh, have hyper pop. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, that is a genre. I got some hyper pop tunes on that, but I love it. Cause that's just, if it's good, if it's popular, sod it. It's still good yep. music. Let's just make it like a hundred gecks. Um, yeah. Uh, just, oh dear. They slap. There are so many. I've got like so many hyper pop playlists on here. They're I want a hundred gecks. Good Charlotte collab. Okay. So I was going to save this for later, but do you know Jerris Johnson? Oh, Jarvis Johnson. Jerris. Jerris. How do you say it? I might are we be talking about the, the YouTuber Jarvis Johnson? No. Uh, oh, the okay. guy. Okay. So there's a TikToker. Um, I think it's Jerris. Are you talking about the guy? So I think you're talking about the guy that like, does the sort of reaction videos yes. to like yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. so different guy different guy different okay. guy Jerris okay, Johnson's okay. TikToker um he started out doing like Linkin Park making Linkin Park into trap beats and oh okay like that. okay and then all of a sudden he started blowing up and then he did a song with Papa Roach so he's a hyper pop emo rap artist that just did a hype uh, a song with Papa Roach and it was a remake uh, a remix of um Cut my life. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it cut my life into pieces? I can't remember. My mind's gone blank. Last resort. Oh, yeah. How have I forgotten this? Oh my god! So they did a, uh, a remix with uh, Last Resort, and it slaps. And now they've done one um, with Bring Me the Horizon. So good. Oh I so want him to do one with Good Charlotte. It would. You have to check. Add this to your play. This is the. I know it was the last thing. Add it to your playlist. Okay. Joris Johnson, Papa Roach, Last Resort remix. It is so good the guy is Amazing. bringing back rock if and that is his whole thing is just making rock music i feel like rock music became so pompous it became so yes. uh you know I, I keep doing this whenever i do the pompous voice i always <laughs> i always sound like a tory oh hello oh. but yeah it became so pompous it didn't become music for the sake of music that i think so many other genres are you're seeing that with 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 um trap music we're seeing that with yeah. rap we're seeing that with grime we're seeing that with pop music we're seeing that with um uh just like all sorts of combinations it's no longer i feel bad i'm going to come i'm gonna com- commodify commodify my feelings for this it is mm-hmm. i feel bad i'm going to express why i'm feeling bad yes. in hopes that it reaches somebody else it's it's, it's lost monetary game although it has a monetary output surely it makes money sure. and it makes lots of that's great but, it's like more genuine, I think. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. it. That is the perfect word that I was trying to find. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to circle back to Lil Peep and the influence he's had on on Good Charlotte. Um, and the big thing to mention is, you know, the the major influence. And and you know, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you have heard us talk about this before. But um, Lil Peep and and his passing, as well as, you know, the passing of Chester Bennington, you know, a couple months prior, had a very big influence in the eventual making of Generation RX, um, which would come out not even a year after Peep uh, passed away, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because he he passed in November 2017, and then Gen RX came out September 2018. Um, I've mentioned this specific interview. It's from a website called Lucy Sky Press, which great name um that billy did i mentioned it uh 
on an episode about actual pain. And Billy's just talking about, you know, how they were big fans of Peep and they were working on a tour together. And he said that when they did the cover, it was very dark and it was very somber on purpose. That really set the tone for Generation RX. After we finished that cover song, we were like, man, we need to do a whole record that sounds like this. That's why we touched on the opioid crisis with the name of the record, because that cover really set off us wanting to make this record. Um, and he goes on to say that, you know, it's it's obviously very sad when, you know, people pass from drug-related issues. Um, you know, mentions Jimmy from Avenge Sevenfold, and he says that, uh, it just comes out of nowhere. You wake up one morning and get a phone call and it's like, hey, so-and-so is not here anymore. They died. That's always crazy. Stuff like that is hard to process. It doesn't ever really seem real when you hear about stuff like that. That same thing happened. Benji and Joel hit us up right away and we were like, yo, I'm sure you guys heard about Peep. We want to do a cover song. We did the song regardless and then we went to his family and said, hey, we did this and she was really touched. She said, I want to play this at his funeral. So we went and filmed a live version of it that they could play it at his funeral. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know it came about like that, but I think No, that's, neither did I until I, I, I yeah. was reading the thing. It, that's, that's so pretty. That's very melancholic. Very, yeah. But very, I don't know. No, I, I'm always lost for words, but especially yeah. lost for words for this. Yeah. Um, there was an interview that the twins did with NPR, which, you know, listeners, we've talked about this interview a couple times. It's a fantastic interview. I also love, by the way, that NPR had good Charlotte on, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would not think about NPR as like, oh, I'm going to turn on NPR and listen to good Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but Benji just talked about how Peep was a fan and that we had gotten very friendly and we were really appreciative of the new sound that he was pushing. And just kind of overall, he was just genuinely kind of just a really sweet guy. And his mother actually had reached out and asked if we could try to do something special for the memorial uh, and et cetera, et cetera. It was a really special experience for us. The we, we talked about what the song kind of means already, I guess, but... Uh, in terms of backstory, I mean, we, we've gone over some of that for sure, but there is one more like interview I'll cite, which is there was an alternative press article which cited an interview that Joel did on Beats One. Um, and Joel is just talking about how they were talking to Peep's team about a t- working on a tour together. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when he passed, you know, they already had a conversation started Um And even though they were in the UK, they wanted to put that cover together. He says, we put it together, recorded it, filmed it all in a matter of two or three days. Yeah. That's pretty good. It shows how important it was for them as well. Just just get, when they're so busy with touring as well, and touring just takes so much out of you. And the Mm -hmm. fact they were able to do this, yeah, it really, really shows a lot. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other, I mean, you talked about the drums and the guitar, but any other like inputs or thoughts you wanted to share about like the production or, or the arrangement of this? I think turning a rap or pop song or whatever, a popular song into a pop, pop into a scene alternate rock song yeah. is, is very overdone. Mm-hmm. It's it's not saying you're in the wrong if you do that, you know. Um, we I've definitely done that. I definitely do that. A hundred percent, I do that. You know, in in bands and things like that. It's, but just because you can do it doesn't mean it's very good. 
you know, a lot of bands do it. Um, uh, Our Last Night are very good at that. Uh, However, some bands are really bad at it, myself included. (laughs) Um, But Good Charlotte did it justice. They did it. I still don't know why I'm holding this. What is that that you're holding? It's it's a toy. I don't know if you play Monster Hunter. Mm -mm. Uh, You know, okay, it's it's, it's it's just a... it's a Funko Pop. That's it. Oh, okay. It. That's okay. It. It's Funko one of those. Okay. I don't know yeah. why. It's, so, because Charlotte did it well. Yeah, they did, did it very well. really well. Considering that it's going to get covers in the future, it's going to get covers. It's had covers. Their cover stands out. Their cover is good Charlotte, but it's yeah. little peep good Charlotte. It's great. It's, it's, you know, Good Charlotte, if you ask pretty much anyone in the world what genre Good Charlotte is, they would say, oh, pop punk, emo, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this cover is a great example that highlights their, like, rap and hip-hop kind of roots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which has always been a massive, massive influence. Um, for, mm. Excuse me, for Good Charlotte. Um, do you have any, like, memories or stories that you want to share about awful things either like good charlotte's cover specifically or uh peeps version well little peeps version was my first introduction to uh little peep really okay yeah i like i've i've said i've always i didn't i didn't really know emo rap was possible or it was like I've, you hear like jim cost heroes as i i think right. you could call it as an early you know what could be emo rap you know they were on fuel by i think they were on fuel by ramen fuel by ramen yeah song by fuel by ramen and um sort of i didn't really that you know there's early examples of what it could be but i think little peep really was like okay this is emo rap this is what we like and yeah. that was like oh damn this is a combination of two of my favorite genres rap and rock but in a different way not like chugging chords like you like um limp biscuit you know but more not bare bones isn't the right word uh but but just for a different style a different like the metal and metal and rap that stuff has happened but this was something different and i really liked that when i first heard it i was like okay i this is this is this is cool this is cool my my memory about this, and I can't remember if this was the original live video. I think this would have been when the original live video came out. Um, I don't think this was a couple because a couple weeks after the maybe it was when the song because they re- released the recorded like audio a few weeks later. But um, I was writing for Substream magazine at the time, and usually when I would write like a news story, it would be like you know, 5 p.m., whatever, I get home from work and I'm kind of like, all right, like, oh, this thing just got announced today. Let me get a story up real quick. But this one, it was like either like almost midnight the night, you know, it came out or it was like I was up at 7 a.m. and I wow. was just like, I just have to get this up. Like, yeah. Um, and there, you know, there were there were a couple of things over the years I remember that I like really clearly remember, like, you know, writing a story either midnight or like 7 a.m just because i'm like i i like i want to be the one that writes this news story yeah, like yeah have to get it out well, i think it's matter. important you know obviously good charlotte has a holds a special place for you mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. you, that was your exactly time yeah. to like yeah um in terms of other good charlotte songs this relates to i think the obvious is just basically all of generation rx 
this led a big influence. Um, So there was, let's talk about, there was this live video for this memorial. Um, It was directed and edited by Nick Suchak. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, I don't know if they ever said where it was filmed, but I imagine it was like, whatever venue they were playing at that night they the just like it's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it, I, I imagine it was just whatever venue they were playing at that night like during yeah. sound check or something or like i don't yeah i agree i agree yeah yeah um every outlet was posting about this cover uh billboard nme fuse theater spin kerrang alternative press um I posted about it on Substream magazine, you know, mm-hmm. everyone was posting about it. And as I think was the respectful thing to do in this situation, um, you know, the, the comments were, I don't think anyone was like looking at it critically or like evaluating it. Yes. So yeah. much as, okay, this is a thing that happened. Here's why it's important. An emotional response. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to read some comments on both the live video and the audio that Good Charlotte posted. Um, So on the live video, we'll go through that first. Camo Top Poppy said, this is like the full circle of my emo life. Fair. Good. Lee Boy 2 said, I am 46 and have listened to GC for years. My daughter is 15 and had me listen to Lil Peep the other day. These names, these yeah, names. I know. Joshua James said, Peep loved this band and would have loved to collaborate. I know right now he's somewhere smiling and proud of this. A lot of comments along those lines. I think the band read these messages. I want to I wanna say the band scrolled through the comments on this one. Yeah. I know oh, some, I, some people don't read their comments in their own videos. I got a feeling they read the comments. I'm pretty sure. I, I think Good Charlotte does. Like, I'm pretty sure they just, they, they I know they read, like, reviews. Um, yeah, yeah. So I imagine they read a lot of the YouTube comments, too. Um, on the audio, we have Callum G, who says, Good Charlotte covering a Lil Peep song has to be the most emo thing that's ever been made. Um, Razor Biscuit. Limp Bizkit reference uh, said, I'm 41 and I know I wasn't Peep's demographic, but I absolutely loved his music. I came across him about eight months ago and I just got hooked. I'm still saddened over his passing, but it's great to know he was so respected by so many other artists. Yeah. Um, and then Gnarly Thomas said, so glad Tracy's verse isn't forgotten about. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it also brings me back to Chester Bennington. Yes. How Chester Bennington was, is, you know, is, as we do a quote from here, respected by so many other great artists in mm-hmm. different genres. It's Chester Bennington, you know, made such an impact. Yeah. And it sort of, sort of reflects that. It's sort of getting sort of similar vibes, similar things. Because the, the two artists were both different periods, different genres. Um, they, they had an equal they were equally respected in their mm-hmm. opposite circles and they did, they had such a great impact yeah. on music just in general. It, it's, I don't want, I, I am trying not to go down to like too much of an emotional rabbit hole on Chester. Right. Yes. But yeah. it, it definitely like, 
I feel like Chester's passing was, and I wrote, I don't remember where I even published this, but I, I did write like an essay about this that like, I felt like Chester's passing was like this really unfortunate reminder that even when someone is very outspoken and like direct about their pain and their lyrics, they're yeah. still dealing with that. Like they're not past it. Um, yeah. And I'll definitely, by the way, definitely going to be including uh, resources both in the show notes as well as the intro to the episode, um, you know, different hotlines people can call, um, you know, for mental health, suicide and and addiction, because I think that's, you know, incredibly important uh, to share those resources. Um, The last like fan comment I will read was a thread on Reddit in r slash hip hop heads and Terminally Trill said, I think Peep would have really liked this. He seemed very inspired by all these early 2000s emo bands. Uh, Real N shit 2K13 says, if I recall, Good Charlotte was his favorite band, so I'm sure he would have loved it. And then another user, Tritso, says, you were calling correctly. It was Red Hot Chili Peppers. He loved them, though. He put the anthem on a playlist he made for Spotify and tweeted them. There's always an argument. Always, no matter what post, right. always an argument. Right. Always right. an argument. Right. I was like, okay, but he literally, well, he said Good Charlotte was his biggest influence. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Um, Manny, so let's circle back to that question from earlier of what other Lil Peep songs should a Good Charlotte fan check out? Okay. Ooh, I've, I've written a couple down. Yeah. Okay. The way I see things, slaps. Really good. Uh, it's very obviously very good. Uh, move on. Be strong. That's got mm-hmm. some uh, Avenged Sevenfold uh, um, samples in there. Then you've got Cobain. I really like the main hook of that. I think the main hook from that. And I haven't. Uh, I've got another one. Uh, which is a bit um so little peep i know did a song with x and mm-hmm. little peep is very outspoken on women's rights which i think is incredibly important at the moment, especially in the pop punk scene yes you, when you got like things like brand new and it's i think it's super important um especially you know, the pop punk scene can be so dodgy so i think it's just meant abusing their um their 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 uh Social hierarchy. Social hierarchy, yeah. Just taking advantage, not just of yes. younger women, but of women who look up to them. Exactly. And then, yeah. obviously, that reflects that just on a generic man. We've had a case in the UK where we've had some protest for women's rights. Yeah. And which I think is after some uh, poor woman, I don't even say ever, 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 I can't say, I can't remember the surname, Sarah. She unfortunately passed. Um, due to a, a man taking advantage. Um, I think it's especially important to talk about that. I know he did a song with uh, X, mm-hmm. who I know had some issues, we'll say, with with that sort of thing on sure. the opposite side. Um, and I know he took down some of the songs he had with X and I um, followed him. But if we just purely talk, I know it's very difficult to separate art for art from artists. Yeah. I, I'm not someone that can do that. If you're able to do that, 
I then definitely recommend Falling Down, especially the Travis, Bar- Travis Barker remix. He's, I talk about drums again, talk about drums once more. He does an amazing job on the drums in that song. Mm-hmm. It is a very mm-hmm. good song for what it is as being a good song. Obviously, yeah. you have to take into account some other things, but yeah. if you're a good Charlotte fan, you'll definitely enjoy that one. Yeah. Um, two, two that I wrote down were Life is Beautiful and Walk Away as the Door Slams, which also features Lil Tracy, who yes. is on Awful Things. I've, they've got to be a big friend. They used, must yeah. have been. Yeah, it looks like they did a little bit together. Um, so, Manny, I just want to know, like, how has Awful Things both – I guess you can answer this in respect to, you know, Peep's version as well as Good Charlotte's cover. How has that held up for you over time? Um, oh, uh, I think it's a genre that sometimes doesn't get taken very seriously. I know we've just established I'm not somebody that takes himself very seriously, so that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Me as an individual, that's fine. But I think for other artists that don't get taken seriously, even though they're trying very hard to produce their craft. It's very, very upset. Oh, it's, what's that? It's, it's sad boy stuff. Like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's still a creative outlet. It's still a piece of artwork. And I think good Charlotte, Charlotte covering that was a, was, uh, what's the word? I'm always forgetting words, man. Um, just show the artist. Okay. Our music is liked. our music, it does have an importance you know it, it, it is not just for little, um uh not just as a response and a goodbye to little peeps passing but also a a i sort of i see you moment for the uh, other people in in um in the genre as well that okay you know our music it does is is actually music <laughs> if that makes sense definitely I think like as I listen to this like the more I've listened to this over the years just the more I realize the more I can see what an influence Good Charlotte had on Lil Peep. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. So to wrap things up, uh, I like to ask everyone, what has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed? I think, mm, my musical journey, I want to say is, is a nice response. I think it's, I've I've been brought up with different music from Atomic, you know, Blondie, um, Bill Withers, of as we said earlier, Michael Jackson. It, there's videos up on YouTube where I used to do street dancing yeah. on the school assembly doing Michael Jackson things. Oh dear. Uh, and then obviously um, Good Charlotte, as I was saying, girl, girls and boys sort of singing that in the car. At, that's what well, I want to say. It came out 2004. Girls and boys, 2002. 2002 blur my neck i would have been five or four singing that in in the car and then now then in 2010 playing in punk and hardcore bands then in 2015 playing in pop punk bands and then in 2018 and 19 playing in post hardcore metal core bands to now doing emo trap (laughs) with a song covered by good charlotte it's On, on a podcast for Good Charlotte about Little Peep, it is sort of a nice musical development for me. Yeah. It, you know, they've been along for the journey of my musical understanding. Yeah, it definitely seems like they have. I love that, and I love that you were so young and like remember. Um, 
It's the only one I can remember. <laughs> it's the only one I can consciously remember mm-hmm. singing that song. I, I remember wow. consciously singing that song. I think was- when I was five, I think Spice Girls was. Spice Girls was my big thing. To be fair, Spice Girls song slap as well. Let's yeah. be honest. I was baby Spice for Halloween one year. It was a good time. Um, do you have any last words about awful things about Lil Peep, about Good Charlotte, or about you know yourself and and Keeper? Um, I think if you if you liked the Good Charlotte one, it's definitely continue going down because there's some absolutely banging artists like there's so many good artists in the sort of emo thing if you're looking for more like good charlotte you've got like dying in designer is 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 pop punk and it is the purest form of pop punk mixed with 808s it sort of sounds like point north obviously check out point north they're straight up pop punk band with some 808s give us us some song recommendations by these artists Jerris Johnson, you gotta check out. I know I said it before, Jerris Johnson, you gotta check him out. He is his his feature with with Bring Me and uh with um uh Papa Roach is brilliant. It's really good. You also gotta check out 93 Feet Smoke. They did he did a cover of All the Things She Said and some brilliant screaming in that. Scar Lord slaps. If you're a fan of Little Peep, Guardian. Garden, sorry. Garden, brilliant, Convolk, brilliant. Kenny Hoopla and Little Tracy. Like I know, I know, I know. When you think of pop punk now, you think of Travis Barker. <laughs> that, but that like the, the I feel like the stuff Travis Barker is doing now is almost like it's like almost like a new thing, like a new wave of it. Yes, I think it's very important. Oh, saying it's always a slight joke at the same time. There was, do you know the band Counterparts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Brendan, Brandon did a TikTok and it was like, okay, we're going to come up with this new pop punk idea. Okay, it's going to have power chords. Yeah, yeah. Feet Travis Barker. Oh, but everything he does t- turns to gold. The songs he has with Little Tracy and Kenny Hooper slaps nothing nowhere. Brilliant artist. Brilliant, brilliant artist. Obviously, you've got Mario Judah. He slaps 100 Gex, slaps. And um, there's a very small artist called Only Friends. And he had his song Codependency. It sounds like Chester Bennington screaming on it. it, wow. it it's really good, really good. Really recommends Only Friends. Like there's so, oh, there's so many good ones. Then, okay. So if you're specifically Little Lotus, Little Lotus is a great representation because his early songs sound very similar to Little Peep. He sort of started defining himself with the more pop punk roots. He now has very Blink One Eight Two with pop punk bands. His band is a screamo band who the guitarist was a producer for Little Peep. And it is basically really? just like, it is proper more screamo, sort of that early 2000s. It's called um, If I Die First. Check okay. out If I Die First. Really good band. Amazing. Well, thank you for all these recommendations. I, I, I love um, <laughs> updating the playlist and getting like so many new new things to add. We definitely have a lot to, to add uh, for this. Um, Thank you so much. This has no been thank, thank you for this, having me. This has been really great. Um, where can people keep up with you on the internet? Ah, so um, uh, Instagram, get uh, guess I'm keeper. Facebook, guess I'm keeper. Twitter, I mostly share. I don't really do a lot. Of, I mostly share and like things on Twitter. Okay, like, <laughs> political posts, and things like yeah, philosophy and things like that. Sort of um, book, book. So if you want Twitter for some hot spicy takes check out the twitter 
probably not the best idea. Definitely Instagram, Facebook. You can check me out on Spotify. You can check okay. me out on SoundCloud. I will say definitely, like, I feel like Twitter is where the podcast has its most active audience. Um, but we use Instagram, Facebook, too. There's a Facebook group and everything. Manny, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode. This has been a bonus episode of Generation GC. Last week on our last regular episode, we talked about Harlow's song from Cardiology. Next week on our next regular episode, we'll be talking about a song from Youth Authority. My name is Molly Huddleston. I'm your host. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also follow me, Molly, at M Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. Please make sure to follow and subscribe to Generation GC wherever you listen to the podcast. Rate, leave reviews on Apple. I love seeing that. I want to know what you hear of the, what you think of the show. And join the Generation GC fam Facebook group and tell your friends, you know, that that's the best way to spread the word about the show is word of mouth. Thank you all for tuning in. 